The 10pence arcade podcast is sponsored by Retro Games Pie. Get out of emulation and into the real arcade with Retro Games Pie. Arcade game hire for public events and private parties. With regular free community-led meetings throughout the year, there ain't no party like a Retro Games Pie. Visit the website at www.retrogamespie.co.uk and get involved. Welcome to the Ten Pens Arcade Podcast. Ah, that was Anna. She's helping us out this week. My name is Victor Marland. Uh, welcome. Hi. I'm Alex Curry, a.k.a. Chucky Egg. So the magic thighs, what have you been up to this week? That's what, I'm going to get a new name for you every week now. New nickname. Yeah. Come on, magic thighs, what's going on? <laughs> oh, it's been manic for me. I know where you've been. manic. I know where you've been. I'm working on your house. Yeah, that wall isn't built yet, is it? Trash mm. in your house. Mm-hmm. Hurry up. <laughs> I've been down here. Um, I've got everything I need now back from the powder coaters, and um, I'm starting to reassemble my cocktail machine. But I've just gone to a, a brick wall, really, because all the, the nuts and bolts that came off the original cab they're all really rusty, and I've forgotten all about it. Ah, that's always a pain. I was, so, always replace them with stainless steel ones. Yeah, nice and shiny, well, they'll never do, go back. Do again. you not clean them up? No, replace so, them with stainless. Steel. Right, because suddenly. There seemed to be a thread going on the back. Oh, really? That day about... Oh, what? Well, uh, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you clean your nuts? In the bath, normally. <laughs> well, there's a few ways, apparently. One's we're using a tumbler. Yeah, we've got rumblers at work. A, big a rumbler? One. Yeah, rumbler. It's, it's like stones. Okay. It's like a thing that rumbles, as the name dictates. Yeah. And it's got little sort of triangular stones in. You put this kind of fluid in with it. And okay. the stones hit against the, the particles of... Rust and yeah. knocks them all off. We use them for deburring at work. Well, so you can do all my nuts then. Well, it depends how big the the parts are because we use sort of things about the size of your fist and, and the. Well, and these the, are like that big. So yeah, the, screw, the thing with those that's small, you probably lose them. Oh, right, the okay. best way I find is put them in an electric drill in a chuck yeah. of a drill, spinning them and put some fine sandpaper like on a there. Dremel. You could use yeah, a, use a dremel. dremel. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, as long as you can get it in the chuck, that's the chuck's fifty nuts to do. Well, to be honest with you, I just buy new ones, mate, because they're only M4 standard. Yeah, you can M4 get them stainless. All. Yeah, you get stainless dome-headed bolts, but they'll have mm. Allen key holes in. Well, I'll look down that route, I guess. So you're busy with the old uh, Yeah, I mean, just started putting it all back together now. As you can see there, it's on the table, look. I've got the faceplate on there, on the uh, control panel. I might actually need some more joystick ends, you know, the ball, the ball top. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because mine are all worn and rusty. You can actually buy those. It's not difficult finding those. So I might need some more of them. I've got the new glass for the top. Yep, I can see that. Excellent. The the, the feet are all p- polished, aluminium. Yes, ready nice, to go nicely on. buffed. I recommend doing that properly, taking them to a proper we've got polisher. Because they use it at high speed. We've got, we've got work. Have you? Yeah. But mm. it's, it's hard work, actually. You've got to really hold on to things. It will rip it out of your hands. Yeah. It's just a bit of a scary machine. Well, I've got those done for 20 quid. So it, it's pretty, it's pretty easier, to be honest with you, than me doing it. I'd probably rather pay 20 quid than risk losing my arm. Yes. You've it's, done that before, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I've put my hand in the machine before. It wasn't fun. This thing's not as bad, but yeah. No. So that's what I've been up to anyway, mate. Not much gaming, apart from the game of the week. That's about it. What about yourself? Game of the week? Mm. Oh, you've forgotten about it. It's so bad. Oh, it wasn't it. that bad. Now, come on. Oh, now. I'm going to rip it to like shreds. You watch me. <laughs> I've been playing uh, Dig Dug. My Dig Dug. Okay. Game, and I beat my score by quite okay. a bit. Yeah, 373,000 on there. That's pretty good. My old game. score is 351, I think. And I did get 355 down 333. 
looking for half a million soon. And that's not using any particular method or no, it's it's you do sort of use patterns on some of the levels, but they do they swap over quite quickly. You only get four or five levels where they're the same. But you can sort of use more tactics than patterns. Mm. It's not really patterns as you would with Pac-Man or anything like that. No. But yeah, it, it does get really manic later on. I'm going to get to the level now where it changes after like level 30-odd. Do you and feel like you can get further now? You've I got can, yeah. I've just got to study some more some more sort of um, tactics, how to do it. Because mm. someone from Germany, a guy called Kig666, who's a really good game player, mm. who's from one of the forums, he sent me a video ages ago, a private video, of him getting a million. And he's he's going to be getting the world record. See, always fine watching those videos doesn't help anyway. It doesn't. You've still, still got to. But I, I don't do it use his exact patterns, but it gives me an idea of, oh, you can do that to do that. And I just make my mm. own patterns and try and remember them. But because the, the game changes every so many levels, you can't you can't adhere to certain patterns that yeah. will not work. They only work for a little while. Then you, you'll try and do it and you'll get killed. You go, hold on a minute, that, that did me last time, but yeah. not this time. So, yeah. Got the Moon Guardian in the arcade. Mm hmm. Yep, I haven't been known to do anything to it yet, just yet, but it might be a short-lived thing because of that cab we were looking at. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Don't want to say too much right now because it's not in the bag. No, not in the bag yet. But, um, so, uh, yeah, there will be some news on You're on the board, I want the cab. Oh, too, I did win. I should go into eBay, actually, because I won a Space Firebird uh, cab in a horrible sort of... Um, is that that fruit machine thing? In the fruit machine, JPM, is it? It's quite a cute little cab, I think. If you had a joystick <laughs> on it and some buttons, I think it looked quite nice. Guy had it for about ten years. Absolutely loved it. It's and a homemade went thing. To turn it? it on one day, and it just we can hear a fan going in the back, so it makes me feel like there's a PC in it or whatever. Might be. Yeah. Might be but like I mean, it's going overhead now. Yeah, but it can't <laughs> be though because it's got all the artwork there and stuff. Yeah, it's taken from a cocktail. I think, yeah. I think someone's stripped a cocktail. Yes. I had actually bought a cab from Bister, I think it was, you know, the shopping place. I went there mm. once and there was a guy, I bought it off eBay and he was in the garage there and he sold me this, this Space Invaders. It was a black and white Space Invaders. It had the, um, a game like Space Launcher in it. Really? Yeah, it was a Taito mm. game. It wasn't Space Launcher, no. it, was, it was Taito's version of it. It was a good little game and it was actually made out of plyboard, but what he'd done is he'd taken a cocktail cab, used a control panel, yeah. and a screen and the boards and all the bits inside, but made a totally new cab for it. It was oh. a horrible little thing. Yeah. But I nicked all the bits out of it and just basically yeah. used the bits. Well, that's it. why I bid on it and actually I was quite surprised that I won it for 60 quid, but when you look at the cab, it's actually quite ugly. Yeah. And it's probably the ugliest cab I've ever brought. Quite, I think but... it's quite a cute little thing. <laughs> it's like a little <laughs> droid of some sort. Yeah. But, you know, 60 quid for, if it is working, for a working space fiber PCB is... Even is... a non-working space fiber is worth that. Exactly. Easy. So that That's was my... Good. And oh, I'll tell you what else I've got this week. Um, I've got some boxes for all my PCBs. I didn't realise, actually, I've got about 14 Nintendo PCBs. And you didn't collect PCBs. That's pretty no, good I don't. No, no, I don't really, no. Only spares or anything Nintendo yeah. comes up. Absolutely. And obviously I grab it because that's my thing, but... Um... You missed that Donkey Kong 3 that came up recently, though. What in fact this tonight was it? I think it was, yeah, someone snapped that up. They thought it was a donkey con, but I could see straight away it wasn't. I was like, hold on, mate, that isn't a donkey con. <sighs> Bummer, eh? No, someone Ollie did Money Music did say, Oh, have you seen the Donkey Kong in fact? I, I think you seventy two's at it. I went tar. <laughs> yeah, cheers, went straight mate. on there, it was sold. Gone. Hoovered up. And that's <laughs> the only spare I haven't got is a DK three. You'll get one, mate. There's loads yeah. of American. I've been a little bit busy on your bar top. Yeah. Uh, it's basically ready to go. If I just screw a few things together, it's ready to go. You might have to get a, a properly printed out marquee for it because it's quite longer than my print. I might be able to get it on the skew actually. I have to try it. But it's all put properly working. I sent some pictures to No Quarter because they were asking about control methods. Yeah, they mentioned that this week, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing that. Because he's a left hander. He's cat handed. A lefty. 
That's mm. Mike, I think. Cack. Mikey left. Lefty Mike. Lefty Mikey <laughs> eyelashes, we call him. Yeah. But yeah, I can't wait for that. Yes, it's going to be good. It does work really nicely as well. I've been playing on it a bit, so yeah, it's mm. quite cool. Talking of no quarter, did you see the week before or listen to the week before's one? No, I went straight to. They the did end a game one. called Professor Pac Man. It's a flipping quiz game. Really? Yeah, I said, I said to them, oh, don't worry, have Pac Mania on us, you can have it. Pac Mania, that's What are they going to do next? Fruities? Yeah, I thought that. <laughs> I don't think the Americans know what fruit machines are. For you Americans out there, the gambling machines. What, they don't have fruit machines? They must do. I don't think they do. They have the, the sort of gambling ones. I've never seen any fruit machines really? in America. No, the gambling ones when I went to Vegas weren't like fruities that we know. Right. One-armed bandits. I suppose they had those right. in the old days. They must have them somewhere. If you're in America. I don't see the point of collecting fruit machines to win your own money. No, I never have, actually. Talking of podcasts and the no-quarter guys, I've got a list of podcasts I list, listen to here. I think you, you're missing out on a few of these. You've not really got into them yet. But um, there's obviously no quarter. Needs no introductions. Brilliant arcade podcast. Our podcasting yeah. cousins. Gurus. Gurus, yeah. Better than us. Uh, One Megahertz, which is Carrington's old Apple II podcast. He hasn't updated it for a while now. Come on, Carrington. It's really good. I'll listen to it again. And I have no interest in Apple IIs, but he does a really good job of making you interested in it. Okay. It's really good. What if it's a Sinclair Spectrum one? That'd be quite good. I don't know. I'll get, I'll, there's, a th- there's a little subject I'll get to in a second. You'll be interested in this. Um, there's another one called Antic, which is an Atari 8-bit podcast, which mm-hmm. is really good. Because I had an Atari 8-bit when I was a kid. I was the only kid. I, I think it was one other lad who had an 8, 800. And it was a really good little computer. But over here, we only had the cassette players. They were really, yeah. really... It was the, honestly... You know, we've gone about tape loading on old computers. It was the slowest one I've ever known. It's yeah. the slowest board rate. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Some games would take 45 minutes load. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. You know, a Spectrum game just took three, four, five minutes. Yeah, Death Chase used to take about half an hour. Did it really? Yeah. This one took, so honestly, 45 minutes. Loading Gauntlet was 45 yeah, minutes. The majority of them, though, are not too bad, I have to say. Yeah. Well, the Retro Computing Roundtable, that's another one Carrington's on. That's uh, uh, old computers and technology, which is really good. I'm, I'm sort of interested in the computer side. When I was a kid, I was really interested in it, but now it's just the well, arcades. If it's, a, if it's something you can relate to, like obviously Spectrum for me is something I had as a kid. I yeah. can relate to that. And I've always wanted to start collecting more Sinclair stuff, actually, because it's made in England as well. Oh, yeah, well. there's loads of it still over here. Yeah. Absolutely loads of it. The other one's Retro Junkies Super Show, which you'd like. Yeah, They've yeah. gone and NES, a lot of NES stuff. Uh, two dudes in a NES. I wonder what that's about. But they're really good as well. And uh, the one I've been listening to lately, and it's getting longer and longer, and more and more interesting as it goes on, is the Intellivisionaries podcast, okay. which bases on in television. But they do a lot of other subjects as well. Mm. Um, and one of the guys on there actually contacted us through Facebook before I even knew he was on Intellivision podcast. Because when I saw his name, I was looking through the Facebook the other day. I went, I know that name from somewhere. Yeah. And it was this guy from there. Right. So he's so, listening to us. Yeah, yeah, he oh, is, yeah. which is Cheers. really good. And I'm listening to him. You want to get into the Intellivision stuff, it's really good. Maybe you should get on the phone. I only ever played in Intellivision once, probably in about 1983. When I lived in the Midlands, there was a lad up the road whose parents were quite well off. I think his dad worked for Talbot Cars, and he used to bring the rally cars home. And he had an Intellivision. I remember going around there one night and playing it, because the other lad up the street had a, an Atari 2600, and I had an Ace Tronic, which was a poor man's Atari, really. It wasn't very good. And he had it in television. I remember playing Night Stalker. And that was a really yeah. good little game. I just remember that game, but nothing else. Yeah, I do remember it. Yeah, so they're a pretty good, good <clears> podcast. <throat> very good. Paul Nurmanen is the guy on there. Hope I got your name right there, Paul. And the other one I really like, and it covers a range of retro subjects, is You Don't Know Flack. There's a guy called Rob O'Hara, and I like to call him Rob O'Hara. 
<laughs> and he does loads of other podcasts as well. He's, he's quite a hub for podcasts, this guy. And his podcast is about technology, computers, arcades, retro stuff. He's even done one on Ninjas, which is really funny. And he does it on his own, which is highly commendable. And he's one of the, one of the sort of people that got me into doing the podcasting. He even did a podcast on podcasting. Okay. Which was really interesting, Perhaps. especially to do with the setups we're doing now and yeah. how we've progressed. But one thing I was going to say that might interest you about podcasting is I'm appealing to UK people to do more podcasts. We're the only people I know that do an arcade podcast in the UK. I think there may be a few video game ones and there's yeah, an English there guy on one of the longer podcasts I know of, because I listened to the start of it, but it was a very, very long podcast. I don't think I could do seven hours of podcast listening. And there's obviously some decent writing going on with retro game in the UK, but UK podcasting is, is really missing at the moment. Even if it's not on video games or console games, maybe toys, retro gear, BMXs, skateboards, all that sort of stuff, you know, stuff from the 80s that we're into, 70s and 80s. There must be loads of subjects yeah. people feel passionate cover, about. Yeah. And podcasting isn't as hard as it seems. You know, if you want to get onto us... It's in the beginning. It is in the beginning, absolutely. <laughs> but once you get into it and people help you out and you read a bit about yeah. it, and especially with the stuff we've got now, and we've talked to a guy who knows about recording and recording gear. But, I mean, if anyone wants to start a UK podcast out there, please do so. I'd listen to it. Yeah, definitely. Especially if it's retro gear. It doesn't matter if it's, yeah. it's games or computers or... You know, toys. It's a great way to waste away the, the day, especially at work, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. We've got a boring job on. When I work, where I work, I run machines. And if I'm not programming or drawing or setting these machines, I'm just running them. It's basically like working in a factory. Yeah. And it gets really boring. You just sort of run one machine, it stops. You debury, put another one in, run another machine. Yeah, I, I have it on when I'm on my own. But obviously, if I've got some with me, it's a bit rude. Yeah, you got to, yeah, yeah. You've got to talk to them. Oh, I don't like talking to people at work. So I just go, headphones, <laughs> no, go away. <laughs> And they usually do. It's quite good. You've been doing a bit of a roving reporter on us, haven't you? I have. On it's Saturday. up on local collectors. Yeah, where were you on Saturday? Tell me, tell me, oh, where were you? Dave Alton's arcade. Captain Otto. Vector Dave. Vector Dave. Name. Yes. We've got other names as well. We won't put them on online. <laughs> no. Yeah, so we've got that. I think I'll pop that in at the end of the podcast, your interview. That'd I've be cleared awesome. it all up. It sounds pretty good. cleared it all out, all the nasty bits. No, there's some very nice bits here. No nasty bits. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. It's very good. Cheers, mate. And talking about interviews, you're going to go and see someone else soon? Muddy Music on Saturday. This Saturday Our friend Ollie. He's got another awesome arcade. He's had more cabs machines. than you can throw sticks at. Yes. He's had loads. But he's a great inspiration to the community in the UK, I think, because, you know, he gets involved, gets his hands dirty, gets in there, he's not afraid to have a go at everything, and, you know... Yeah, why don't you just marry him? Well, why don't you do a podcast with him? I will. I am. Saturday. <laughs> Oh, like that, is it? I was hoping to come with you, actually. Um, yes, you should get, make one or two of them. But I don't think I can. With all the building going on, my builder's quite lazy and he hasn't really done enough yet. Yeah. So I may have to sort of stay behind and do a bit of DIY. Well, I've heard there. you're saving yourself for the big one. The big one? The alpha one. Yes, we are going to go and see him soon. I think we both should do that. We yeah. need to see his cabs. That's going to be an interesting yeah. one, I think. Well, we, I hope, or me and Vic hope to do as many as we can throughout the year without any sort of specific dates or time scales you know we just hope to see as many of you as we can you know and fit all of you in yeah we're It'd interested great. yeah Definitely. i think other people are interested too but if we can't get to you if you are too far away we, we don't mind traveling a little bit no but if you're too far away we're going to try and do some skype interviews i think that'd be quite okay. easy if you've got a headset it's fairly simple you can record the skypes 
Just so a lot of people do podcasts okay. when they're far apart. You can set that up, Vic. That'd be cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind traveling a bit as long as there's a breakfast at the other end. Absolutely. Oh, oh! I just thought of something as well. Talking about doing things further apart, I've got from the help of Ben Purity, our mm-hmm. friend Ben, he helped us set up Mame Hub, so you can play Mame remotely to other people on the internet. Awesome. So I've got it now, and I went to try and play someone the other night. I think they were waiting for one of their friends to come in, so they sort of said, "Oh, we're waiting for someone." But I'll get yours set up, and we'll try it out between us. We can play a game online, you know, a couple yeah. of miles away. But yeah, that's set up. The No Quarter guys talked about that recently. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to the great, I think it's the Great Midwest Gaming Expo, which is in Wisconsin in the middle of April. And I actually, for two seconds, thought I could go to that. Mm. It's not expensive. Wisconsin's only sort of in the middle. It's not that no. far away from us, really. I thought, ooh, I might go to that. We could catch up with them there. But... I've got a flipping holiday booked another, over that week. Another one? It's only a tour around the north. It's just going That's to... not a holiday. Well, we've, we've not really done <laughs> the north. A tour around the north. So there are some nice places in there. I know we, I know we give I the know north a bit is. of group, but there's some really nice places. So we're going to do that and go and see my mum in Scotland. So wife said no. Bum. Next year, maybe. Yeah. But those two are getting together to go to the Great Midwest. And I asked them if they can get a main machine there, or even find a Skykid machine, possibly. I don't think there will be one there. If they get a main machine with, with SkyKid on, get in there, have a blast, get a score, and then we can beat them. I mean, yeah. I mean, compete against them. <laughs> so that'd be brilliant. Actually, that. that's not a bad, bad idea to go over and meet them, though, is it? Because I haven't been to the I'd States yet. To. I'd love to go over. Get, going to the States is, can be quite cheap. If you get a, a decent flight, it'd be quite cheap. You meet so, at yeah, some definitely. arcade. Um, you, know, yeah. you know all the arcades. You've been to a few over there. Yeah. I th- it's a few Them two are quite far apart, though. But um, hopefully, well, they don't mind doing road trips. They do like the road trips, whereas we don't like travelling mm. anywhere. So yeah, that'd be pretty good. So hopefully, they'll be reporting back on that as well. It does look a good, good setup as well. Mm. Like that Midwest gaming looks really good. I've also been playing arcade quizzes lately. I do like a quiz. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's online quizzes. My brother used to send them to me all the time because he's he's really into quizzes, all sorts. And there's different online quizzes, and they used to send me a load of arcade ones. I always used to get ninety five percent or oh, whatever. Yeah, you said brainy. Well, not, not brainy. It's just knowing about arcades and playing them for so long and playing MAME and stuff. And um, I've, I've listened to a few on the show notes, yeah. and I've also done one for us. I've, I asked you for some questions. You gave them to me. I've included them in, there's, I think there's 15 questions. If you go to our website, www.10pencearcade.co.uk, at the very bottom of the show notes, there's a quiz. So I want to see you having a go at that as well. Sure. It's a good little thing. Yeah. Um, we'll probably do a few more. It's quite easy in, in our software to do the quizzes, so I might do a few more time to time, get some questions up and do a few for people. I bought a new car a little while ago as well. Yeah, I see that, and you've stuck your, your space invader tattoo in the back already. That's much on your much to my well. wife's dismay, I've got a brand <laughs> spanking new car, the, first, the only new car I've ever had. It's the first and only new car I've ever had. And the first thing I did to it was I got a little black sticker and put it on the inside of the back window of an invader, because my old car had one. My old house, I used to live in Weymouth, had them in the in the bottoms of the windows in certain windows and the people who moved in there this is like four years ago still haven't noticed them all there's still, still some there. in there <laughs> still some in the thing <laughs> invaders are still there <laughs> oh you know you said about you bought a, a, a new cab off of uh, ebay and you're just going to you know, nick bits off it and sell the cab on probably yeah you notice there was a, a gutted nintendo cocktail on there Did you what, see that what one the heady fire no no this was, I think he'd done it up just as a 61. Ruined it. Not the one with the doorbell. 
No, no, this is this. We, we saw one recently that had a doorbell <laughs> as a fire button. <laughs> ding dong, ding dong, Let's put it back up again for four hundred pound. Apparently, really? Yeah. This one is a Nintendo like we're looking at now. We're sat, sat near, and he's gutted the insides of it yeah. out, put an LCD in it. Yeah. Oh lord, what and a sixteen-one, six hundred and forty-five oh, quid. Yeah. No, up yours too. Yeah, this this guy's well known for ruining cocktail cabinets, so we won't mention. I his hate, name. I hate that. Everyone knows I who he is. That. Because you know, you know, I feel about these machines. I've restored every one of these. Yeah, if he just bought it as as a, a shell, it was a bit broken. He could have easily sold it to a collector mm. and got probably more than he paid for. Yeah, it. exactly. You know, the bits he's put in it are worth 150 quid max, mm. and he's just ruined it. I don't think anyone's going to buy it because people they can look at it straight away and say that's not authentic, that's not original, no. and they just buy a better cab if they wanted to have a main. Don't they just there. seem to think that it's worth more than what it is? A lot of these people on eBay don't know where they get these ideas from. I don't know. It's worth this sort of money. I, don't, I really don't know because if you look if you look on eBay for more than two minutes, you'll see that cabs you can get yeah. for a hundred pound, two hundred pound working. You know, yeah. a nicer one, 500, and maybe a decent, authentic yeah. one, six, eight hundred pounds. Well, there's a nice Gorf on there. I like Gorf for games. Not many people do like it. I like it. It's a, I like it. It's I a like classic it. for me. I like it. And it's one of those games that is you've got to play it in the in the dedicated cab, haven't you? Because it lights yeah, up and it's, it's got the you know the Tron sort of so, stick sort of and, lights and you yeah. get the lights on the side. And the, you really the do feel like you're in space fighting all these aliens. You know? I've never been in space, so I don't know, <laughs> but I imagine it would be like that, playing golf, yeah. Yeah. But, but you're talking about the cocktail one. Yeah, the cocktail on eBay. It's um, not quite as grand, is it, the cocktail? No, by the time this podcast comes out, it's probably... You would have bought it. Probably would have finished. But I think it's still on there now. It's a bit dusty, a bit scruffy, but... Mm, it's all right. It right. doesn't come up that often, cocktails, does no. it? No. Well, that must be an American one, is it, the golf? Oh, I thought so, yeah. yeah. They're all American midway ones. The South Coast Slam's coming up soon, in April. Yeah. And I can't go that either. What date's that? It's the 19th and 20th of April. Right. I think I'll be in Leeds by then. So I speak in Leeds. Leeds! It's my birthday in April. What date? Well, my birthday's on the 9th, party on the 12th. Okay, it's all around. <laughs> Possibly. I might come. Everyone send Alex a present. <laughs> Nintendo yeah. present. I was really looking forward to the South Coast Slam because it's a good little get together. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of pinballs and quite a few vids. But we obviously, I played them all because they were there. Yeah. They do big competitions there. And there's some really, really good raffle prizes. Have you seen the raffle prize up for that? No. The first, well, there's two, two main prizes. One of them is an Atari System 1 cab with Indiana Jones in it. Oh, the actual cab, because there's an Indiana Jones theme to the whole, the whole South Coast Slam. And the other prize is Indiana Jones Pinball. Fully workshop pinball. Really, really expensive, good prizes. What do you have to do to win that? I think it's just a raffle. So I'll be giving you cash to get me some raffle tickets. That pinball's really nice as well. The game's quite good. The the video game, but the pinball's really nice. Where are you going to put that then, I'll find a place for it if I want it. You watch me. (laughs) Oh, there's a guy called Sixtoe, is his handle. Joined UK VAC. And he's actually the owner of System16.com. Six toe. Yeah, I don't know what the name's about. But this yeah. guy's called Six Toe, and he's he's been on the UK back for quite a while, just a lurker, not really said anything, mm. just been watching what's going on. And, and, and he's come on there now saying, Hi guys, you know, I've been a long time lurker, new time, mm. you know. And he's the guy who owns System 16. System16.com is a resource that everybody in the arcade world uses. It's got lists of hardware and games that run on certain hardware and pictures and PCBs and pinouts and all this sort of gear. It's a really, really good... I've, I've been using it for years. 
for, for helping me out fixing arcade stuff, and okay. everybody uses it. Everyone does. Except me. Except you. You don't really <laughs> fix them like that. You don't need to. Welcome, six oh, Okay. Yeah, welcome. Feedback. We've had a little bit of feedback. Not as much as before. A little bit. You know, we went into Rolling Thunder a few weeks back. Yeah. And we really liked it, didn't we? Well, life was okay. It's... it's well, did I? No, no, I didn't. It's tosh. I didn't like it, did I? No, I remember now. Like the rubbish. NES version. The NES version was okay. And do you recall me saying mm. that somebody on, I think it was Jammer Plus, sold one and someone bought it? Mm. I found the culprit. Who? A guy called Indy Jones, who writes in now and again. <laughs> he actually bought a Rolling Thunder machine and he said, unfortunately, the PCB died. Well, hey, well done. It's not working anymore. You, you don't have to play the, the rubbish you anymore. You cast a guy's machine. He might like it. Oh, it's actually died. It's PCB yeah. fault. So okay. all he can do now is put a bad game in it. Well done. <laughs> ah, Anthony Graham, our uh, photographer, photographer, film, film type guy, yeah. editor, Steven Spielberg guy, Spielberg type. Anthony Graham reckons we should have a multi-game challenge at the RGP opening in the end of May. There's actually a list on RGP's website, and there's a list uh, linked to that in the show notes of all the cabs they've got running at the moment, mm-hmm. confirmed to be there. We want people to write in the games we should play against each other. We get three goes only mm. on each game they, they recommend. And we'll add up all the high scores who wins, get one point for winning, you know, whatever. And we'll see who's the best out of the two of us. Proper challenge. So we want you to write in a list of the games you want us to play. What's the challenge between me and you? Yep. We want us to do it between me and you. What's the prize? There's no prize. <laughs> I'll tell you what. There's got pack, to be a bottle of whiskey or something involved. Pack hobnobs. <laughs> you have the hobnobs, I'll have the whiskey. You ain't going to win, mate. There's no way you're winning that. Absolutely no chance. So get nominating games for us. There's a list in the show notes. Make sure there's Megazone on there, please. Megazone. Oh, do not. <laughs> my head is in my hands. Do not talk to me about that flump of a game. Honestly. Well, I suppose we better get to it. Get it out of the way, then. Go on. Game of the week. And it's a pile of crap. Crappy, crappy, crappy. Megazone. Megazone. I was in the zone. Victor was not in the zone. I managed to find the... I can't be bothered talking about it, honestly. It's that bad. It wasn't that bad. Right, let me give me an adrenaline shot. Okay. Megazone from Konami. Oh, I can't, honestly. 1983. It was when games were good and this just wasn't. It sounds just like this. It's got some processors in it, I suppose, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> it's got a 6809 CPU and a Z80 and some kind of AY Yamaha chip for sound. It uses the classic Konami 36 pinout, which a lot of their games of the era use. Scramble, Juno First, Frogger. Is this after Scramble or before? Slightly after. But it was the same sort of era, because Konami brought out the 36 pin that they used, and then it was later superseded by Jammer. As a sort of standard, but a lot of their games like, use it. It's got like a map, doesn't it, at the bottom, which Scramble has across yep, the top. Yep, vertically. very similar to Scramble in that respect. Yeah, yeah, it is. And the sort of graphics and the sounds are sort of reminiscent of those kind yeah. of early games. But there are so many better games in the Konami 36. There's no way I would plug Megazone into my Konami 36 adapter. No, I mean, it's not a game I would choose, you know, if it was on a 16 one ball or something to play, but. I got into it. I mean, I was playing upstairs on my computer on that four-way. It was rubbish on that. Then you I went an eight-way stick. When I went, around, when I went around to, to interview Dave, he had it up on Zanomi. 
And I just found a zone. I was in the zone and I was away and I was actually quite getting into it. How mega was it? Well, it was, I was in the Matrix. I could see all the, all the binary numbers there going across game, the screen. There was a game very similar to that and it has very similar feelings to me. And it's a game where you push pins inside the insides <laughs> of your fingernails. It's exactly the same feeling as I got playing That's this game. That's voodoo. <laughs> so where did you get stuck then, Vic? Well, Where did you lose interest? I think when I pressed enter, that was it. <laughs> did, you get an extra, did you get an extra life? No. No. I didn't get that far. Basically, the, the game is a shooter. It's a vertical shooter. Up the screen, it's very simple with its mechanics. You've got an eight-way stick. You can go diagonally, up, down, left, right. One button for firing. Uh, there's a lot of enemies on screen. There's some static background objects you can't go through, like trees and walls and such. And... There's a lot of enemies on the game. It's yeah. very similar to Xevious, but Xevious is a more polished game, I think. I found the, the enemies okay and quite a challenge to begin with, until I had these pink sort of, they look like giant squids that sort of come across diagonally at you. Yeah. But I, I managed to get through the little barriers with the little ball that goes across in yeah. between each one. Yeah. You get 500 points for one of those. Yeah. And then you've got like a turret with an eye. And I think that's... That eye is on the artwork for the game somewhere. Yeah, I'm eyes feature a lot in this game. I think yeah. when, you, when you shoot these the small eyes, they've got to be looking at you for you to shoot them. Yeah. And then when you shoot them, a teardrop appears. Yes. And when you get the teardrop, it's like a smart bomb. You get a couple of thousand points for it, and it'll kill everything on the screen. Rather like 1942 yes. when you get that white... So the idea is to leave power. that until you've got as many enemies on the screen at once, and then, them, yeah. and, then, and then go yeah. for it. But I found the game to be very difficult in the fact that you, there's a lot of stuff coming at you all the time and there was a lot coming at you and I found your, your movement was very slow and their, mm. their weapons were quite quick. I found it's better to stay at the bottom and shoot and keep a distance between the, the enemies coming towards you because they do try and kamikaze into you. But also the collision detection really wasn't very good. When you were picking up the little yellow dots, if you pick up 12 little yellow dots, which are only 10 points apiece, you get a, a mega weapon appears, and you get the mega, and you turn to a bigger ship. It's like three, well, two times bigger than your ship. Yeah. And it fires three bullets at a time rather than one. You can kill things quickly. See, I never got that. You didn't get the mega? I never got that. Really? never got the mega. Oh, my Lord. No, and I got further than you in the game. Yeah, I gave up quickly, though. I was too busy playing Dig Dug. I don't know. I mean, it became a bit repetitive every time I played it, so it was a kind of like a memory game like last week's yeah. game. Yeah, definitely memory game. You know, once you remember where everything was coming at you, and you know, just getting used to your own speed and sort of staying sort of a couple of inches off the bottom of the screen, so it allowed yeah, yourself to down. get out of a sticky situation if you had to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after about three or four goes, I, I was doing okay and was quite enjoying it. Yeah. I have to say. I mean, it's a simple shooter. You're not going to get that much out for a game that old. Yeah. There's not a lot to talk I mean, about. Really. It's is similar to me. The only thing different about Xevious, I did read, I didn't manage to do it myself, is you can branch in different directions. You know, at the, at the start when you see the map, the, yeah. the vertical map, at the little junctions where there's rivers and bridges, you can go left or right. Yeah. So you don't have to go the same way, which is different to Xevious, because Xevious is a very linear game, only yes. goes one way. But I didn't even get that far. Yeah, right, got that far. There are so many enemies. This is a list of the enemies. I've got them written down, right? <laughs> You've got Binkies. <laughs> This, listen to these enemies. They sound not as good as they actually are. Binkies, Jigglers, Bases, Big Bases, that's original, J Zaggers, Missiles, which is those the diagonal things oh, that get you. Ones. Yeah. Straights, Eyeballs, which is the ones you can only be killed when they're looking at you. Big Eyeballs, I wonder what they are. 
Oh, yeah, I've got to those. Metal balls, twirlers, insta-walls, which is the walls that appear in front of you when you least expect it. See yeah, those? they just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah, you got you to them, did you? Yeah, I saw those. Fishies, diagonal bees. Why? Yes, I've got to those. Why are bees always bumholes in games? <laughs> they are, aren't they? When, can, when have you ever seen a decent bee in a game? They're always bees or bats that kill you in games. It's called bees in Dungeon 3. Yeah, they kill you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're not really they're cool, cool, are they? You've got spirals, swerving crosses, metal mechs, and boss eyeballs. Yeah. Boss-eyed. I never got one of those. I didn't get to an end of level. There's no end of level bosses. I think there might be. That's what the boss eyeball. Presumed. But the, the map's marked 2,000, 4,000, 8,000. Yeah, you get a certain number of bonuses each time you go up a yeah, second Yeah, I managed map. to get to... Rather like Moon Patrol, but going upwards rather than sideways. I think I nearly got to 8,000. Really? Yeah, I got right up to there. Oh, you were mad but I never patience. Got... Well, it wasn't really. I just... Oh, this is really cool, isn't it? <laughs> for a change you're a git yeah that's for right, a change I've beaten you and I beat Dave yeah that's unusual the keyboard warrior <laughs> yeah the, the game's I found the collision detection a bit iffy as well when you when you go Didn't to pick me. up the little yellow things to get the mega I kept missing them and also another thing that got me is not quite a collision problem but the, the enemies that fire two shots at you like the double yeah. things if you sh killed one and it disappeared a split second afterwards it would still fire at you even though it wasn't there anymore and that kept getting me. So I'd shoot it and go Maybe the bloke who's, who's driving the, the spaceship is not Just managed to fire one off. Yeah. Don't give it excuses, Alex. <laughs> My next question. Would you like to own it? I wouldn't own it, no. I would. I'd definitely own the ball. You'd trash it. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd stand on it. Burn I'd it. set fire to it. I'd yeah. feed it to pigs. And then I'd bury it. <laughs> and then I'd dig it up again and do the same yeah. again to it. It's that bad. It's one of the worst games I've ever played. I hated it. You idiots! Yeah, if it was in the arcade... I'd probably... Did I mention I hated it? No. <laughs> I hated it. I'll just say again, I hated it. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to put 10 or 20p in that in the arcade, and you you probably never put any more money in it ever again. But the fact that it was our game of the week, and I had a little thing going with me and Dave at his arcade, and I don't know, just I'm not got jealous. into it. I got I'm into jealous. it. I thought it was okay. I thought it was all right. Shall I say it was a little... It was cool. It was cool. No, I'll edit that out. I'm definitely <laughs> editing that out. We've gone over the bad points. There is one good point. Yeah. It's not Rolling Thunder. No, it is not. The guy who sent the. Uh, it was actually my pick last week, but I only did it because I would run out of ideas what to have. And it was actually sent in by a guy called Sean Holly, who's a, yeah. an avid listener. And he's actually now banned <laughs> until he sends us a good game in. <laughs> Sean, you're banned. You're bad. Send us a good game, we'll let you back in again. Stop listening now, you. He actually got... I'll leave the score until you give me your score and I'll give you mine. Host scores. What scores did you get? I got 49,790. <laughs> and I think I could have gone on a lot further. Famous last words. Yeah. I didn't even bother. I got 15,290. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Sean's picked us to the post. He got 87,400. Yeah, and he actually says he likes it. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I go on it. I thought it was okay. I thought it was good. And I think I could have got up with those scores too. On one of the, uh, the the forums we were talking about this on, he does agree with me, obviously, about the bad points. And his quote was, Ah, nostalgia. You misleading crazy bastard. <laughs> I'd say he was right about it. Because I think he... Remembered it to be better than it actually was. Yeah. And there's plenty of games where I think, oh, I love that in the arcade. Oh, I could clear that in the arcade. I could roll yeah. it in the arcade. You go back to it and it's either as hard as hell or it's yeah. rubbish. Yeah. There's a few you think, oh, I do remember this being really good. 
but a lot of them you think, oh, it's just pants. I just used to stick me 10 peas in it because it was the only game at the time I could find. Yeah, I'd say this game was a total Cynthia. <laughs> I don't think many our listeners know what Cynthia means, do they? On a UK <laughs> mobile phone, if you put in using your predictive text a certain naughty word, mm. it sometimes comes out as Cynthia, and that's what stuck, didn't it? <laughs> so we'll say Cynthia. Thanks, okay. Cynthia. Do you know what the world record on this is? The world record was by a guy, sorry, called Yashiro Oda. Yeah. Holds the official record, 2,228,650 mm. points. That is a patient man. He's got a very good memory. I think he must have. Before we go on to your interview with Dave, and we play right at the end, you've got to choose a game for next week. Next week's game. And it's your choice. I've got a little list of here of oh. some games. Do you fancy any of those, our kid? Well, um... Yeah, there's a few good ones there. Don't you um, space launch if you haven't fixed yours yet. No. Time is ticking. <laughs> Rescue. Boom. Rescue. Yeah. Good choice, my man. You've got to get that bar top done for me I now. have. It's got two controllers. <laughs> right, so next week, Rescue, people. Yes. Go play it. Yes. You will need two joysticks and one button. So get a main setup going. It's a really, really good game. And I know a cheat on it. Yeah. Oh, I told you, didn't I? Pants. Anyway, guys, here's the interview. Hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. And goodbye from me. Welcome to the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. I'm Alex Crowley, a.k.a. Chucky Egg, and this week I'm going to be doing a special. I'm going to be interviewing Mr. Dave Alton, who's a member on uh, UK VAC and the Jammer Plus forums. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? Hi Alex, I'm fine. How are you? Well, I'm I'm really honoured to be in your arcade again. Thanks, mate. That's yeah. kind of you say, dude. Do you want to introduce yourself to listeners, tell us what you do for a living and stuff? Yeah, sure, no problem. So yeah, my name's Dave Orton, and for a living, I'm a software consultant. I guess you can call me. Yeah. Right. So is that helpful in the arcade world? Is it? Does it give you any you know uh, advantages of being a bit technical with electronic stuff? Yeah, for sure, Alex. Um, I guess uh, I've done computers all my life since a well, very early age, since ZX81, however long ago was that was, 20 odd years. My father lectured in electronics as well, so um, electronics trained, so yeah, very helpful mate. What was your first gaming experience then Dave? First gaming experience was uh, I think on a holiday, uh, maybe in Blackpool, a long time ago as a child, I guess about six or seven, something like that, but also around about the same time. Well, I used to go and visit my grandma in Folkestone in Kent. Mm. And on the coast, they had two massive things called rotundas. They're like a giant circular arcade, quite huge, and they're just literally full of arcades. Yeah, excellent. Were you one of the guys that was queuing around the block to play Space Invaders, were you? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, back then, um, it was just, it was, it was, it was mad. There was two sit-down cockpit Star Wars in each of these rotundas. And yes, there was a queue mm. nearly every time. Very rarely you could get on the machine, you'd a queue two or three deep, yeah. if not more, and just try and watch for the back window and get on the games when you can, yeah. Yeah. Well, you've, amazed, you've uh, amassed this huge collection of uh, classic. You've got the classic games, I think, in this room, haven't you? So tell us, what was your first arcade machine you brought? Actually, the first arcade machine I bought was, oddly, uh, what... What they call, I didn't know it back then, they call it a jammer cab. Mm. And I had no awareness of that back then. In fact, I was a member of no forums at all. So how long ago was that? 
around about 2000, yeah. 14 years ago, I guess. So you've been around a long time then? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. You've been yeah. on the forums a long time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, on and off, but yeah. Old school. Yeah, old school, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly, buddy. Yeah. So tell us what cabs you've got in the room then, mate. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, no particular order. Um, I've got that Gemma cab we mentioned. I've also got a Naomi, which I've just maimed up and marled up for playing all that sort of stuff. We've got a Star Wars. These are all stand-ups. Uh, Star Wars, a Defender, Tron, Asteroids, Black Widow. Oh, Black Widow. Yeah, tip-top. Gyrus, Millipede, and Space Invaders. We've got three yeah. of those. Oh, and a, and a Shadow Pinball as well. And Yeah, I'm surprised you got room for that. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. hard to get rid of three tabletops to fit it in. It's a, they're a bit big. It's an unusual theme, that pinball, isn't it? Because it wasn't a great film, was it? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd have something like Star Trek, because you're a bit of a sci-fi fan, aren't you? Yeah, it's Star true. Trek or Space Invaders. Yeah, it's, it's a good point, actually. Um, I like the film. I know it was cheesy and strange. This is The Shadow. But the game itself's got quite a lot of features to it. It's got lots of multiplayer levels. It's got mm. a sub-mini-game built into it. I'll just fancy one and chawed around and pick one off eBay some yeah. years ago. And yeah, enough about pins. We're not here to talk about <laughs> pins, are we? Exactly. No, 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 we are not. No, we are not. We're, We're trying to keep the arcade yes. uh, scene alive, aren't we? So yeah. So what's your favourite arcade machine then in this room? Well, without any question, Tron. Tron. Yep. You've had that quite a while, haven't you? Yeah, that was my third cab. Sorry, my yeah. third cab was Tron. Yep. Yeah. Is that the the cab you're most proud of? Um, yes, definitely. Tron is the most uh, cab I'm most proud of for a few reasons, actually. One being I was, as a, as a child, when I watched the film, and my dad introduced me to it and stuff, and I, it affected my life as yeah. well. I'm trying to think back, it's hard, <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, basically, it affected my life. I, I saw the guy, there's a guy in there, a sort of programmer type guy, and he's yeah. hacking away and whatever. Anyway, long story short, is um, that drove me towards being in IT and computers. Okay. The film tie-in is why I have the love for the game, yeah, you're pretty big, much. you're a big fan of the film. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, massive fan of the film, yeah. Tron. And when the new one came out, I was there, the opening week in London, yeah. the, the new one came out. And obviously the film tie-in is, is great as well and for that game. you got Star Wars here as well, the upright Star Wars. That's another film you're a big fan of. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. huge Star Wars fan. I actually f- prefer the upright actually than the, than the cockpit. Version. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, yeah, I. It's funny, do you know. I thought I prefer the cockpit, but yeah. because I remembered it as a yeah. child. It's iconic that cab, isn't it? Exactly, it's an iconic, it's a classic, another movie tie-in. But when you get in it now as an adult, you don't fit your knees in no. much. I think uh, <laughs> RGP James has got a sit-down yeah. one, and but you know now I actually like the stand-up one. Yeah. An opportunity to get one of those non-working, as most of my cabs have bought non-working, because I like to restore them. Love it. Yeah. So all your cabs you've got from UK, you haven't had to import at all? Yes, all of them have been from the UK. Yeah, yeah. I think one originated, which was uh, Gyrus, originated from abroad. Which was mine. Exactly. Yeah. That was a long uh, journey, that was. It, it's, yeah, and they went up to... <laughs> To uh, Julian's uh, uni game yeah. and then back down back again down in the country. Eh? And believe it or not, we plugged it in, and yes, it works straight away. Super game. Flawless. Super game. Which is brilliant that it's working and a great game, great sound. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's the attraction with that game, the sound, the cab. I mean, it's okay playing that game on main, but until you play it on the actual 
dedicated. The sound, you've got to hear it, because it's just awesome, isn't it? That stereo sound. I think probably one of the first cabs to have stereo sound. Is that right? Um, I can't remember, but to be, cert- to be short, certain, I think that cab and the Bally Milli- Midway ones, which are MCR, Tron ones, etc., they also got stereo sound on them. So I think a couple of players were doing it around the same time. Mm. But yeah, it makes a big difference, and the stereo sound beaming away at you, and great gameplay. So tell me, what's the most you ever paid for a cab? Uh, most I paid for a cab. Ooh, maths question. Um, around about eight hundred, I think. Yeah. Which for, for you know for a classic like Black Widow or you know the Star Wars, that's the going rate, I think, isn't it? Is yeah, this... probably for about that. Star Wars usually a bit more than Black Widow because it's it's Got more sort. The movie tying. The movie yeah. tying tends to push a price a little bit more and the more sought after as yeah. well. And Tron also. Maybe yeah. More. Oh Tron, yeah, so certainly much more than that now. Tron's Definitely. gone up severely with a, with a, with a tie-in on the movie, and that there are not as many around that are working and in good condition and so on. So the cabs you've got here, have you had any other cabs in between? Well, I mean, what's the worst cab you've ever had? Worst one? Um, I guess. Do you mean like worst playing or worst condition? Yeah, you or, picked it up like, like on a whim because maybe it's got nice side art, and then you you got it home, you played it, and thought, oh, this is crap, this game. Honestly. I've got a few, so yeah. I'm asking you. I want other people to uh, let me know. <laughs> sure, no problem. I guess I, I started getting tabletops for some obscurities and going a bit crazy, and I ended up with like four of them. And I, I've, yeah, I've moved on three of those. I had to move them on mostly because of the floor space, and I needed the, the, the space for the for the pin. But yeah, I got a, a two of them. Like I think there was a, like a, an, another Space Invader, and there's a generic one, which was going to be Jammer, but it never materialised. Yeah. And it's a big project, so I moved it on. That was bad. And another one, an Astro Fighter, that's right, which I loved the game as a, as a child. Played it at Swing Bars, went off to Swing and that. There's like a couple of games around there, Defender and Astro. I see you've got the marquee for it yeah. here. Astro yeah. Fighter, yes. Oh, yes, right. Astro Fighter. That's that, right, that sorry, yeah. yeah. That's the same game, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was weird. I, I just collected a few bits of that. I had spare PCBs and all sorts. But then, I, I don't know, I kind of refocused and thought, you know, I don't want that, and decided to move it on. And that was into that. Do you get involved much with the restoration side of your cabs? Mostly um, electronics restoration, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, however, all the other little bits and pieces, little finishing bits, which is not a huge amount to do, will be done to all of them, but I'd like to get them functional first. And I see you've got your workshop in the arcade as well. Is that something that you, you like? I mean, um, or would you prefer it to be separate from the games room? Um, do you like having it like working next to your machines? I, I actually prefer it together. I mean, we're sitting in here, basically it's a long garage to give some uh, listeners an idea. It's about a 24-foot garage. Yeah. Maybe, I suppose, about 8 eight feet wide, or ten, no, 10 feet wide or something like that. But anyway, uh, yeah, I've got the, the cabs at one end and stuff and the workshop mostly at the large end of it. There's a little bit of slippage, but I'm going to just push that back and probably even put, I might put a small stud Wall up, divide it off. Yeah, you've got a lot of spares too, I noticed, on that back wall. Yeah, spares. Uh, Those are vector monitors. Yeah. <laughs> if only, if only, listen yeah. to them. Yeah, I've got a lot of spares. Uh, recently I revamped all my spares storage. I just accumulated a lot of spares, really. Mostly because i am still got that much repairs to do. Mm. So, yeah, I need to have the spares. And then what I'll probably do is move on the spares when I don't need them all. Just keep a few. Cool. So, um well, your favourite games of all time, would you say you've pretty much got them in this room? Your top ten games of all time, are they in this room? Yeah, I 
pretty much say yes to that question, yeah. Alex. Yeah. Is there any grail cabs then that you, you're still after? To be honest, no. An honest answer to you, yeah. no, not really. I mean, I'm always looking out for different things and might change something, but I'm pretty much there with the grail cabs and I got there mm. fairly quickly. I just was on a mission to get them and got them in fairly quickly. Uh, the grail cabs, the Star Wars, the Tron, the Space Invaders got very early on. Many, many so years you're ago. Happy, you're happy with a setup? Yeah. There's yeah. no other cab that popped up. You go, oh, I've got, I've got to get that. Well, maybe. There's always uh, one. Come on. Well, may, <laughs> maybe, I don't know, a Tempest or something like that. Vectors, uh, it's just sort of switched to me with Vectors. I've got collecting more and more of those. So Yeah, I think there's a new name for you, isn't there? Vector Dave. Yeah, uh, yeah, it could be a new name for me, I guess. Um, if there's if there's room and uh, I'm fed up with one, yeah, I'll probably swap one out, uh, maybe for another vector. Who knows? Yeah. What I noticed about all your cabs, they've all got really cool side art. What would you say was the best one with the best side art? Again, without question, I guess Tron. Tron. You can yeah. get all repros for that, can you? You can, yeah. The yeah. artwork on that one, that's a Zachariah Tron. I think one of the other members on... Um, UK VAC forum uh, has got one. It's not bad artwork. It's pretty yeah. good. It's not worn at all, in fact, at the edges where it normally has got some scratches, though. But yeah, you can get repro art done for that. has to be uh, light-affected because the UV lights and stuff light it yeah. all up. So it's quite specialised. But yeah, I think yeah. the US can supply that or something. Yeah, it's cool. Well, it's a cool arcade, mate. Is there any other sort of jobs you need to do in here, you know, to make it how you want it to? Yes, for sure. I mean, I actually stopped doing work on the cabs and the electronics recently. As you know, because yourself helped me out a bit with um, roofing yeah. and stuff we on here. Insulation, didn't we? Yeah, we did some more insulation, some more roofing and stuff. The internal roofing's all done now. Insulation's finished. Just needs a little bit of finishing off. I got like a, I used to have two windows. One I filled in. I have got another window here. That's going to go because I need the wall space and uh, the insulation solid. And then yeah, bit of uh, bit of paint and some TLC. Yeah. Some arcade bits and pieces of died around. Tidy that workshop back to yeah. one side solidly and electrics a bit. And yeah, job done. Yeah. But it's a big, big task. It is a big, big task. Yeah, any garage conversion is a big mission. So Have you got any advice for people taking it on? Yeah. For sure. If you're building one, if you're uh, converting one, sure. Do some good research. Check your forums. Um, check your parts. Do good measurements. Make sure measurements are solid calculate all the bits and bobs you need and just plan it as well as you can and uh, try and do it in the good weather not yes. the uh, not the cold winter weather or anything like that. Um, I've had to do some stuff in the cold it's not fun you want to try and do it in the in the summertime but of course you don't want to be insulating in the summertime otherwise you're just no. sweating there all over the place yeah. and it's not fun but you know it's worth doing it's your hobby you want to preserve the machines you want to keep them in good condition and keep the room in uh, good humidity and good temperature above 10 degrees C always, that sort of thing, yeah. And yeah. um, what sort of advice would you give people about uh, starting up a collection? I guess there's lots of advice out there, but just to cut it short, I'd say try not to uh, collect them for the sake of collecting them. Uh, just collect and focus on really what you're after. Because mm. um, I bought games just for the, for the art, side art, and then realised the game's crap. Exactly. Um, and to move it on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, lots of people like them for different reasons, but I think if if you're not going to play the game, or at least have someone who's going to play the game at your place or whatever, you certainly want to enjoy the game without a doubt. And I, for me, it's gameplay first, and the love of the cab. Yeah, really, without a doubt. And the obviously, unless you're specifically collecting one particular manufacturer or whatever, like I do with Nintendo, 
you know, I'm, I'm holding on to some of the rarer, more obscure games, which most people probably wouldn't care for. You know, I mean, I've made that purchase with Fast Freddy before. Beautiful art, side art. Yeah. But the game, unfortunately, was a bit dire. This is it. This is the thing. Um, so you, you need to balance it, I'd say. Balance it with the gameplay. Try it out on MAME. See if you really enjoy the game, uh, unless you're really passionate about it, and that's no problem. And just to try and avoid over-collecting, but all of us do it, I'm afraid. We see something, opportunity, we'll get the cab and worry about the room later, which yeah. is quite crazy, but we all do it. And don't, don't bid on eBay after a few drinks late at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want that little mass questions thing, yeah, and it stop you from doing that. Don't! <laughs> so, that can be a, a bit of a, a, a bad one, but yeah, um, yeah certainly, and if also, I mean, you don't have to be technical, but I do say it does help because these things do go wrong. They are 30 years old. You've got to remember that. Or so, having someone you know is technical. For sure. Like me, because I'm not technical. Yeah, And precisely. I'm not even going to attempt to try and fix no, it. I might do no. a cap kit. Yeah, um, and I'm on a... but, but that's as far as I'm going to do it. It's not sure. because I don't want to. It's just time for me. I've got a young family and whatnot. But if you know good people, they're reliable, you can, you can take that route also. You know, but you're technically minded anyway, so it yeah. gives you that advantage. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, it's all right for people who are technically minded. If you're not, you know, go on the forums, reach out to people, do the research. Yeah. Either some people have learned to do it themselves or either pay someone or do it for favours or deals. That's the way to go. So what do you think of the arcade then? The arcade scene, sorry. Because you've been in it a long time, haven't you? Bigger and better or... There's more and more people are finally getting into pinball machines these days. Yeah, no, you're right. We've uh, I've seen over the years a lot of the original sort of old school players from the early days of the forums, even before there were actually forums that were originally like Yahoo groups in the UK and stuff like that. And uh, at least probably three quarters, if not more, have moved on to pinballs or even left the country and gone elsewhere and stuff. Any Kept... reason, do you think? I think they just maybe just got bored or fed up or want to you know fed up with trying to fix them maybe yeah they do yeah. need a lot of care um you could say that about pinballs though surely um, they take as much no I, I i have unfortunately i have to slightly disagree with you <laughs> the only reason for that is i was into that scene for a little while and moved away from the arcade scene and did the tournaments and things and and all that sort of stuff and um different sort of scene the machines can have a few weird little small faults but can still be heavily playable yeah. because of the electromechanical nature. Yeah. They're physical. There's only a, a smaller electronics part which doesn't impact the gameplay sometimes. If it's a small fault, it, you can carry on with the video. A fault can go. It's usually going to be it doesn't work. Uh, you might be lucky and just have a bit of graphics or a bit of sound issue, but mostly it's it doesn't work anymore or it turns on mm. with an error. Yeah. So I think people have moved on. So you're not enticed to any of these when you go to these pinball meets to, to buy any more pinballs well yeah and no, i <laughs> i have been tempted i'll be honest with you i mean obviously uh, for me being a tron person tron pinball probably would be the one but i don't know selling a lot of cabs well, to pay yeah, for it because yeah, the latest one yeah we're talking yeah. you know we'll have a six grand plus it's or seven money, it's, it? it's they've shot up yeah. in value but, but well, i think you know, they're being made now for the home market aren't they i'd say pretty much there's only, I think it's Stern, there's anyone left making those now, but there yeah. are some you know, rumours of other manufacturers starting to appear on, on the thing and, and making them again, Yeah, which is nice. What what meetings and events will you be attending this year then, Dave? This year, I guess, uh, coming up soon in April, I think, the South Coast Slam. Yeah, There's the Revival in Wolverhampton, I think, in like uh, July, August, something like that, I think, isn't it? 
and of course on the RGP new RGP two. Yeah, sounds awesome. Uh, layer two when it opens up will be absolutely excellent and basically the biggest. There's definitely more meets I think going on this year than was last year anyway. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in the last year or two, I've seen a big spike increase in activity on the forums mm. and the meets, as in the meets for public, and and also even, even some private meets too. But yeah. generally, yeah, a big increase in the scene, and that's it's great to see. you, isn't it? Inspired you to get back into it because you kind of went out for it a little bit, didn't you? I did. I yeah. dropped out for some years. In yeah. fact, uh, just dropped on the forum maybe now and then, but rarely. And a lot of other people from regional did the same. Yeah. I'll be honest with you and. Didn't bother and... So uh, I met you at the South Coast Slam, was it? Yeah, that's and right. There was a, the competition down the end there, didn't they? Had that's about right. four or five cabs. And I remember we had a little competition going on Space Invaders. Yeah. And you had your stance going. You got oh, <laughs> yeah. My crazy, arcade stance. My arcade Dutch stance. I actually got you down on uh, my phone as Dave Alton Arcade Stance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite crazy. That's uh, how I remembered you. Yeah, I think a guy called, uh, who's uh, does a lot of pinball now, but he's still around, a guy called Phil Eaton, I think uh, D-Type, he, um, he, uh, he took a picture, and I just couldn't believe yeah. I was doing that. You just don't realise when you're the same. But I've seen others do it. And I they call it come, a come Dutch along stance. and just get your foot and put it apart. <laughs> <laughs> I get in the zone, buddy. But, yeah. that, you know, that's what it's about, really. Oh, you're pretty good at space, though. Probably one of the best players I've seen, anyway. Yeah, I've just played it just that one, ridiculous amounts. Yeah, I mean, um, interesting you say that because there's a re recent post about that with another guy, and I, I can knock up usually around the 10,000 mark without even doing the, the block yeah. or Nagoya or method at all, just free playing it. That's it. You know, sometimes the trick by getting the lower invader on a part two last mm. gives you a 500 bonus, stuff like that. But like to perfect the game, and the beauty of the old games is that you can perfect your technique to ridiculous levels yeah. and some people we, we've seen players both physically and on recordings um get scores that's beyond loop the game basically can get the game to completely go around the clock of the game and max the scores yeah. out is that your aim yeah i'm probably going to try and do that probably on one of them probably space invaders and my next one to really aim for would i guess will be tron once it's all yeah. fully working again well i can't wait to see them up running especially tron because that one's down at the moment isn't it so do you have any plans for any meets here dave once um they're all up and going yeah certainly i'm probably going to do um just a few probably private meets to start with and stuff like that but i might open up a little bit more to the forum mm. but it's obviously not huge so limited numbers yeah yeah i mean uh yeah i want to get me um my tron up and running it, it was working but it had a few faults with it so yeah pulled it apart to rework the whole thing completely obviously it all takes time around your working life, yeah, yeah work and all that problem, stuff and it's the same for all of us it's time but yeah so um the other thing i wanted to touch on was the uh twin galaxies being down do you think the uk should have an affiliated scoring system over here yes without a doubt um we shouldn't be reliant with respect to the americans mm. on sites out there we should have mm. our own i'm surprised we've not had it sooner i am aware of other sites but there's at least two or three other ones in the uk going on and they're mostly unofficial type. I don't think they're officialized or have a board or anything um, official. I compare that really to the, without being off target here, to the pinball lot of very organized with that thing. They do leagues, they have league points and worldwide points as well. Mm. And also UK points. And that's all monitored and checked and scrutinized. So I think having it over here is just going to jeer everybody up it, it just creates more of a community more of a competition feel about 
what's going on over here and we need it yeah without a doubt i agree it's good to do that if we do a proper proper job of it an official job of it so it's all done correctly so we know you know there's no cheating or we agree that the ground rules which yeah. settings blah blah you know uh whether you use it because some games have got like techniques some might call it cheating might not but it's not necessarily but if that's all agreed up front and organized so when you get the score they say that's been played with the x technique then it's clear yeah so it's all set up properly but that's that's crucial too so it's clear um yeah. that the scores are all fair and balanced yeah uh, obviously, there are some ways to get massive scores. I mean, e.g., asteroids got set over there. You can do this one called camping, which you can look up and basically get all the asteroids but a few. Have you heard of that? Sorry? One? Camping? Have you not heard of that? Camping? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of camping, dodgy teaser. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> basically. Carry on here. No, no, no. no? That's not. That's not. That's no, not girls, no girls involved. No, no. A matron. No. Young man. No. Uh, basically, uh, with asteroids, you could just let a few asteroids be left and just wait for the tiny little spaceship to appear. Oh right. Yeah. And pick it off with two thousand, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. just rack up a score. Yeah. And they call that camping. I've tried that. I can't do that. Yeah, it's tough. Anyway, people think, oh, it's an easy game. Yeah, you go ahead and try and get a good yeah. score on that. It's a tough game, but a great fun game. A great fun game. Yeah, I've seen a guy... I, went, I used to own that cab, and I had a guy in his 50s come around. I hadn't played since the day. And he just sat in the middle of the screen. Didn't use the thrust or hyperspace. And they just shot away, and he got racked up about 50,000 on his third go. That's mad. I know. Wow. So it just shows you, you know, you don't have to be strategic in the way you're playing. Yeah. Just, just shoot shoot for leather you know yeah it's funny um you say that uh i've seen someone else do that i've got a friend called terry military ex-military guy and uh he played it on uh, my main cab and uh, he just didn't move from the center yeah. and just racked up a quite a big score i thought well that's impressive but he's very accurate with the with the shots mm. and stuff hitting stuff and when i played it i used to play that on a sort of pc type emulated version and i did the same just sort of stuck in the middle and just made every every shot count yeah so it's about gameplay and stuff like yeah. that well, Dave, I'm going to wrap this up now, fella. It's been great coming here. Thank you very much for inviting me to your arcade. And um, one last question. What do you think of the 10 Pence Arcade podcast? Oh, I have to say it's it's most excellent. No, it's good to see... Yeah. Um... I've got a gun to his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's lovely, Alex. No, uh, seriously, no, I think it's great. It's good to have a UK podcast. Uh, I know there are others, but it's the first one that's more focused on arcade machines, really. And uh, it's good to see they're doing. Again, I'm surprised it wasn't done sooner, but glad it's doing it and it's improving all the time, like anything. Good stuff. Well, the idea is to interview as many members as we can over the year. I don't know how many we're going to squeeze in, but we'll try our best. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone, and um, thank you very much, Dave. Sure, no problem. All the best. You can download or play the podcast, view all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.tenpencearcade.co.uk or email me at vertvic at tenpencearcade.co.uk You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can Twitterize us at tenpencearcade for me and at Nintendo Arcade for Alex. We'd love to hear from you regarding game suggestions, personal arcade experiences or anything arcade related you'd like to share. <laughs>